0: Welcome back to the podcast. This is Thanks for Your Concern. I'm Ella Tudor. And I'm Bernice Diaz. Do we have an exciting episode for y'all? Today we are going to get into the nitty gritty. We're going to talk about sorority life and expose it for some of its uh, not so nice sides.
1: Yeah, this uh, topic really ruffles my feathers. so Gets me really going. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually really excited about it. All right, let's get into it. right? So once upon a time, um, as Ella and I have mentioned, we uh, were in a sorority. We were off brand. We don't know her anymore. Truly embarrassing. But the thing is, we came out of it with a lot of life lessons.
0: I've learned a lot about myself. And I think that I kind of wanted to start this off with, obviously it's not all negative. i met at Berenice day one. Mm-hmm. People actually love to tell our story because it is like the ideal cute sorority meet cute, you know? Like, oh, mm-hmm. they met on the first day, now they're best friends, yada, yada, yada. But I will say, if you're in the Greek system, don't feel like this is a personal attack. I'm coming for you. <laughs> no, I mean, yes and no. I would just say that this is more of a critique on the entire system. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, a cab because the system is bad. It's kind of the
1: same thing absolutely and you might think we're bitter but really we've had a lot of time to reflect like i didn't have that much hate for the greek system when you're like living in it it's a hard thing to go through sometimes looking back at it and you know having conversations with people who have been part of the greek system i find more and more things that i'm like why is this allowed to go on like why isn't anybody doing anything and i I guess to really dive in and start off, it's a system that's ran by like 18 to 22-year-olds, and I feel like that's the first red flag. Yeah. And then it's backed and like funded by older people who very much don't look like the younger generations nor think like younger generations.
0: I think that a little perspective on why I joined. I joined because I have a hard time making introductions for Mm -hmm. myself so i was thinking i'm coming in as a transfer Mm -hmm. i wanted an opportunity to make friends which did happen but there was also some a bunch of crazy fucking shit that happened in between
1: you know it's the ultimate scam because really like you're fresh out of high school you have no friends and this is like a guaranteed you're gonna have a group of quote-unquote like friends or like a group that you are going to have to be with and they sell you on the idea of like sisterhood support system networking blah 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 blah, blah, blah. however you know i think that this idea of coming in and having a group of friends established for you based on a five-minute conversation that you had with like a hundred different girls another red flag
0: i think that once you kind of like... It's like the Wizard of Oz where it's like once you see behind the curtain, you mm. you see all of the issues. So when you go into it, you don't see the issues. But then once you get to the other side, you're like, oh, this is super problematic. I think something for me, for instance... That we can kind of start off with. The it's different on every university, but our university was very much like ah pro Greek, if that makes sense. Like or Greek had the representation at all the orientations and all of the things you would go to before WCU. So Mm -hmm. like I chose to be Greek before I even like got to campus. And the flip side of that is you don't fucking know anything. You know? (laughs) They get you before you know anything. (laughs)
1: And there are two different types of Greek systems for the, the the noobs out there. There is that multicultural Greek system and the traditional Greek system. Both can be shady. Uh, <laughs> I know that some people like mostly in multicultural sororities do find a lot of like empowerment within the like multicultural groups. However, I have also met people that did multicultural sororities, including my sister, that like it really wasn't for them. And I also felt like a big difference between the Greek system was that, like, they were low-key, like, shady to you, but that, in ways that we will explain through the podcast, but whenever I saw, like, the multicultural Greek, mostly women with each other, they were, like, yelling at them, and, like, I don't, like... The aspect of seniority I felt was like way more present and even in the ways like when they stomped and stuff. And I was like, I just don't think like this would be my vibe because if any bitch would try to tell me what to do, I'd, I'm i not down. I'm not fucking down.
0: We'll just have to recognize the reason why multicultural sororities have to exist is because there is like systemic racism within Absolutely. a traditional Greek system. Yeah. The fun little story I always like to tell is um, me and my father went to the same university and often like it would come up in conversation at parties And so frat guys were like, oh, that's so cool that your dad went to WCU, too. Like, was he in a house? And I go, oh, no, they did not allow black people in at the time. Mm. And they get so uncomfortable. But it's like, that's actually like the very true reality (laughs) of the situation. And if that makes you uncomfy that you're a part of a system that used to Discriminate. uh, discriminate against people of color. Sorry, not sorry. It was in a lot of people's bylaws until like literally discrimination became illegal and so if you look in your bylaws from the 18 fucking hundreds it literally was like yeah no fucking brown people so multicultural sororities and fraternities were created so they have like a history of systemic racism and another part of this is like through the recruitment process you recruit people that you will see as your sisters and we just Mm -hmm. know through human psychology that people choose people that look like them. So if it is predominantly white, it perpetuates to being predominantly white. Yeah. (laughs) Some heavy.
1: That is some heavy, dude, but it's true. I mean, I think one of the biggest things in even the house that Ella and I ended up joining, we were one of like the most diverse houses on campus and not just because of being uh, women of color, it was because people thought we were fat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's kind of a tie into this. So if you are unaware of the greek system the greek system would like to tell you that there's not a ranking that there's no bottom or top house
1: which i would like to say it's fucking stupid it's so fucking high school that you leave high school and you went to another system that automatically fucking rates you based on the standard of the place that you are and what you fucking look like. Yeah. And the very
0: interesting thing and like part of the reasons I had an issue. Well, I had a lot of issues with the ranking system. One of it, it's very arbitrary based on where you're at. Different universities have all different tier systems, but they have the same houses. So what the fuck is that? Also, you find out pretty quick that these rankings are based on for women, um attractiveness Mm -hmm. very much so and if people say that's not true that's a fucking lie and i know for a fucking fact um so little fun fact we were in a bottom house
1: based on the boys who thought we were bottom exactly i guess guess.
0: (laughs) so it's based off of like a male's desire for a woman which I have fucking issue with to Uh, fucking begin with. And second of all, like, fuck these men for judging women just based on their looks. And if people are like, it's not based off of that. I brought read receipts. okay, bitch. (laughs) So there is a website called Greek Rank and everyone in the Greek system that think that Greek houses were for the greater good will say they don't like Greek rank, right? Because it perpetuates this idea that there's a top and bottom house based on attractiveness. Of course, they want to say it's not doesn't exist. Well, clearly 553 people will tell you. So let me tell you. <laughs> and from- people are
1: mean there. <laughs> oh, people are
0: mean. So it's anonymous and it's basically Yelp for Greek houses. And uh, I went back to when me and Berenice were in the house. And this is a lovely, this was a good review. <laughs> good review yes they aren't the most attractive on campus but I hear most of the overweight girls are graduating this year four stars four stars so this was a positive review okay (laughs) (laughs) like the fact so if I'm telling you this is a positive review that we received you can only imagine the vile filth that was the negative reviews but it's just so funny because it's like first it recognizes that yeah they're not attractive second I think they're on the way to get better because all the overweight girls are leaving. What the fuck? Shut the fuck up. I don't, I have so many fucking issues with that. Because first of all, we're literally, it's like the thing about misogyny is that we're all boiled down Mm -hmm. to how attractive we are to men
1: exactly disgusting disgusting i don't need your validation okay let me say that also based on this top and bottom the thing is all these ideals come from ideals that were before them and before them like they're passed down through their little pledge classes or whatever on what girls are supposed to look like, which girls you're supposed to talk to if you're in a fraternity, the value of your houses, how many fraternities want to plan parties with you or invite you over to mm-hmm. drink during the day, like dumbass shit like that. And the most insulting part would be like when Ella and I would go to parties and people would be like, oh yeah yesterday was cool but like the girls from like this house that like i was clearly in oh they were here and i was like so annoying and i'd be like oh like i'm part of that house but they just like assumed that i was a part of a different house because i hung out with like girls from different houses there's a couple i have a lot of stories
0: obviously but the one that like hurt me in my soul to my core was me and berenice and we had a group of our gorgeous lovely friends and we were at this party at a top fraternity fucking literally, wait, I'm literally like putting racist co- omega dot 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 yeah like I'm literally doing air quotes and like the fuck you sign because it's like I literally hate that I'm talking like this because it's so fucking disgusting to me anyway so we were at this place and this guy was like oh what house are you guys all in and we all said the house we were in and he fucking started laughing because he thought we were making a joke <laughs> about being in that house and he's like oh you guys are joking right mm. and he and we we're like nope we're not joking and he's like no, there's no way, like, you guys could be at that house. You guys are, like, hot. And so, basically, a group of a 100 women were boiled down to this single ranking. Yeah. Also, like, who cares if we're not attractive? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, that's not what
1: it's about. I don't wake up every day thinking, oh, I hope Tommy from fucking racist fuck your mom thinks I'm cute. We can tell you another story. There came out a... Okay, so basically every every house had a Facebook page. This is how you communicate with all your members and your social chairs will post like about events. So if Eternity posted an event on a um was it the right Facebook group? No, it was. No. Someone okay, just okay. leaked it because okay. they were like, This is so foul. And the thing is a lot of girls from our sorority were friends with people from that fraternity. They weren't per se, quote unquote, a top house. However, they, their fucking announcement was like, we're going to have a buffet date dash, which I gonna tell you why is problematic <laughs> and not just the way that they fucking stated who we were. And they said, this is a buffet date dash. And no, I don't mean bring a date from blank sorority as in we were fat because we were wanted to go eat <laughs> at buffets
0: and what they meant by a buffet they meant that they were going to have a buffet of women to pick
1: and choose from yeah and then also in there they said that they would be providing like drugs and like alcohol which was also like very rapey um so there were a lot of issues with that we'll post it on our Instagram if you want to go look at it <laughs> And a great part about that story is once your your spot gets blown up like this, the university unclaims you, right? They're like, oh, my God, we do not support this type of behavior. And it's like, okay, sure, you fucking don't. And they'll do something like you're on probation, like you can't have parties until you undergo some training. And then guess which bitch was in their fucking training? Me! <laughs> literally oh god (laughs) so i go with a group of people i worked with and i'm like all right and it was an uninclusive fucking language right and we came to the one where it's like what to call like fat people and it's like a conversation about like people of size or uh, meaning of overweight and stuff right and they're like so are we supposed to call people not fat but people of size and i was like no you're not supposed to refer to them as like like that at all what is it that you're like i got so angry that i was like please somebody (laughs) take this question and i think that
0: for me did it really bother me yeah it did bother me but not as much as it bothered me thinking that this is so damaging to women that might feel insecure like Mm -hmm. for me Honestly,
1: I don't give a fuck. I don't give
0: a fuck. And let me tell you, all these fucking men would love to be like, oh, I don't fuck with but my DMs would say fucking different. Fool, baby. Oh, shit. I said the name. All right. We'll bleep it out. (laughs) Anyway, so so personally, I didn't give a fuck. You say you don't fuck with a certain house because they're fucking this, that, and the other. Mm -mm. DMs say differently. My fucking call log at 2 a.m. says fucking differently, you (laughs) douche. So for me, I can roll it off my back because I know fucking... There about it, but I'm like thinking of my friends where I'm like I don't fucking like dudes talking about my friends like that, mm-hmm. and I don't fucking like dudes thinking that they can just like because they think you're not attractive, you're not a value to this community anymore. And it's really funny because I felt this on the side of recruitment, like people did not want to be in bottom houses, mm-hmm.
1: and people came in with a bunch of like ideas of what sororities they wanted to already be in. If you knew somebody from like. That was already enrolled in college. I didn't know anything about any sorority or fraternity, so I came like actually looking forward to meeting people I fucking vibed with. But I know, like, as a recruiter, people already knew they wanted, they didn't want to be like in my sorority. Whatever. Yeah, it
0: was. It's really, it's, you know, it's all fucking smoke and mirrors. It's a faguzi. It's a fagazi. It's fairy dust. People. Amp it up to mean so much, and to be a like, like literally a judgment on who you are. Because mm-hmm. during four years, you're in a certain house, but in the outside world, a they have no context of the Greek system at your specific university at the specific time you went there. Because there's ebbs and flows, and things change. Houses get shut the mm-hmm. fuck down, and then they get re- reopened. All that jazz. So it's just so arbitrary and so like also dil- like diluted.
1: If you if you as a grown ass person that graduated from college comes out and you're like oh i was in this sorority as a way to get clout or like status you look fucking stupid like you you're embarrassing yourself for real and i know what you're thinking you're like if this system was so gross like why did you stay in it for so long eventually we did drop however there's a flip side to being a jeed which stands for goddamn independent which also means you didn't join a house or you dropped a house the downside of being a jeed or not related to a greek house is that people fucking ignore you or like don't want to associate themselves with you because you're not in a house
0: which is equally gross and disgusting so men cannot go to fraternity parties unless they're part of that fraternity Mm. guess what all girls are allowed um (laughs) (laughs) fucking shocker the more girls the merrier so it's a little bit different as a girl than a guy and like but there's just like this weird association where it's like oh gross like literally people would be like oh gross they're g'd like Which I, would I really never don't say understand yeah. because
1: there is no other value other than the fact that you pay to be part of an organization that's it
0: i mean the part about paying for an organization it's really interesting because personally like i came into the system and i was already 21 i'd already done two years of college and i come in and i'm like I started drinking the Kool-Aid because it was, like, Mm -hmm. what they were serving. And I think sometimes something I have to deal with as a person, and I've dealt with this with my therapist, is that, like, I literally feel guilt for some of the things that I did when I was drinking the Kool-Aid.
1: You know, I'm a team player. I definitely – and the thing why this is such a trap is because they – They entrap you with friendship, like the part you make real friendships that you want to fight for, that you want the system to be better for. But at the same time, they're not providing the tools to actually change the system to make it better for people, nor do like the outcome of what they're selling you is completely negative. But they just keep you there because they're like, if you're not here, these people won't be your friends or you won't be included in all the things that you want. And that's another really big issue that I had. Uh, with the sorority that we were in these bitches like once you drop the thing is you drop you pay for everything okay you pay x amount of money and it splits into different budgets and then once you drop they act like you never fucking paid money to be there nor that they're your fucking friends so they'd be like oh you can't bring people who dropped right and it's like why they they're paying to bring a guest so for me that was the biggest like it's that it's the time that you realize that Not everybody is your friend.
0: I was put in a very unique situation that does not happen. I've never heard of it happen before. I came into the sorority, new member. I was put on the executive board my first year. Mistakes. Mistakes how that happened I don't know but I was literally <laughs> thrusted into like if you literally got a new job and then they made you CEO like <laughs> and you don't know anything about the company you don't even fucking know anything about you've never been a CEO before you, you've never and for me I saw a really nasty side because my ignorance of the system and how things went down I asked a lot of questions I also so I reached out to every fraternity trying to like organize things with the house and my responses were I literally like just I don't even know if I want to say this say it okay so one of them they were like oh yeah well like I kind of like peeped your Instagram and thought you were pretty hot so like if you like want to suck my dick like we could maybe make something happen. So that happened. <laughs> and if you want to say if that's true, 100% true. And I will tell you that this man, when I was like, I'm going to have to pass, he hit me up like at the most random fucking times. Like like these are not exaggerations because I remember one time I was like in a meeting and I get this text that was like, hey, did you want to come over and drink? And I was like, Um, it's like 4, 8, 4 p.m. on a Tuesday and I don't fucking know you. You just literally co- try to coerce me into- yeah. a sexual act like we're not fucking friends i might actually report you fun fact that
1: fraternity got shut down for some shady shit not the surprised. next semester anyways that brings us to our dumbass practices <laughs> section the thing is everyone and by themselves seems to be a logical thinker however when you put them in a group mentality everyone acts like they lost their capabilities to think as an individual
0: i would like to say like This is actually a phenomenon that has been studied by psychologists. A really interesting documentary is called The Mask We All Wear. And it's basically about toxic masculinity specifically. And it relates to police brutality and to fraternities and sororities. There is literally a group herd mentality where people feel like, I don't want to go against the majority. Mm. So I'm just not going to say shit. When the majority might tell you like if you pr- probably ask people like hey is there problems with the greek system yeah, yeah. they probably individually be like yeah there's definitely some things we could do better or fix but then when we come together they're like oh no we, we love it here we live it for this shit we love it here this is perfect yeah. and it's it's sickening it's sickening because i've been on the like kool-aid part of it where mm-hmm. i was like in it and i was like Like, I was a ride or die for this fucking
1: group. I mean, you wake up. Like, the thing is, Elle and I ended up dropping because we didn't completely lose ourselves. Like, first year, you're in college, you're making friends, you're having a good time, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. But then you kind of, like, come into your senses and you start thinking critically about the things that you're participating in, you start thinking about how I one of the big things for me was when we lived in the house, there was a girl who didn't eat. And the thing is, you live with them, so you know they don't fucking eat. They don't go to class. They just, like, are moping around all day. And you're like, yo, she should go home. Like, no beef, like... But this is not the environment for you to not be mentally okay because no one here is going to take care of you. Like, yeah, you live in a house with other women and you have a house mom who really just, like, supervises and makes sure you don't die. But other than that, like, it's other girls who also have issues that no one's coming up to you and being like, you should eat or, like, are you good? Or, like, hey, I've noticed that you've been acting different. Their way to do that is to send you to standards anonymously and someone being like... So someone sent you here because they're concerned for you. Or oh, were they really that concerned for me that they can't fucking talk to me?
0: Interestingly enough. So I, I'm i not going to sit here and pretend like we were not. I was at least a little bit of a rebel. I definitely said shit. I definitely I did it too. We did say things because to be honest, I think me and Pernie say are very independent people. We're very strong-minded. We don't like being told what to do. And I feel like we specifically don't like being told what to do if there is no reason for it. Or bad leadership. Bad leadership. Couple of instances that I remember. So I was sent to standards, which is basically the your jury of your peers <laughs> is the best thing to put it as. But one of the times was like based off of a rumor. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like it was based off of a rumor. Someone anonymously sent me.
1: And I remember, like, I was waiting outside from her hearing, and I was like, this fucking bullshit.
0: <laughs> because they just anonymously, because they can just anonymously sent you, and they'll say that, like, oh, well, that way it's so that people don't feel afraid to snitch, is what they'll tell you, okay? Which is, it's snitching, okay? I, I thought this bitch was my sister. She can't <laughs> say shit. No one said shit to me. <laughs> you know, the, I still haven't found out who anonymously sent me to standards four fucking times, but let, let us me know. just say this it was not because of my fucking well-being it was because i was it was bad pr and i mean if that's what it is at least say that like don't fake concern
1: other than i mean we've talked about mental health before if you haven't check out i think it's episode six or seven um the anxiety musical we talk about us the greek system and mental health and alcohol abuse it's definitely not it's a pretty toxic place to be in mostly when you have difficult situations to navigate and not a lot of actual support from anyone that knows what they're doing I think one of the the biggest things we have friends who wanted to take like just some time off not come to things because they were dealing with mental health issues and they'd be like no you're actually gonna get fined and it and then there'd be like a chapter about how you can reach out to a sister who might be struggling with their mental health
0: I had a lot of last straw moments but for me, the last draw, one of them was basically they were like, hey, so work is not an excuse not to go to things. Well, the only reason I'm going to work is to pay to pay for the sorority. So if work's not a fucking excuse, when the fuck do you want me to tell my boss to schedule? Hey, can you schedule me a round of these events that I need? Like
1: this was the biggest for me as a business this is the worst business i've ever seen in my life because i mean your customer who's paying you for these services i don't need like dumbass people would vote to make us jump through hoops like girls who would whose parents would be paying all their bills to be there would be like oh we should we, i know exactly how we're gonna get these hosts to come to more events we're gonna make them by gaining points and that that's the only fucking way that they'll go to formal and me a smart individual would be like well we already pay for that like why what we- is it?
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of things. People can say what they want, but I would like to say that the only reason they have these requirements is so they can keep up the facade that this is about <laughs> school. This yes. is about this is about volunteerism. This is about academia. This isn't just about partying mm-hmm. and having fun. It's a social club. I, there was like not enough oversight and the oversight that we did have was missed fucking guided yeah because we would have people from nationals come in and they would say things like oh well you know we want to move up we don't want to be a bottom house so like we want to be more like these girls how can we be more like these girls i was like okay bitch (laughs) let's just break down what the fuck you just said we want to be like other girls I don't want to fucking be like other people. Then what the fuck is the point of being here?
1: You know, I think my last straw was when I heard that you have to basically when there's a new board of fucking members who run this bitch, they go to this convention and then they (laughs) said that for recruitment, you wear certain colors on certain days. And we wanted to wear white. And this fucking cunt from Nationals goes, you guys are not a white chapter. You know what that means? That means that we're too fat to look good in white.
0: That's actually exactly what that meant. And you know what? People want to say these are lies. People want to fucking make them feel better about the system they're a part of. It's okay. Sit with it, baby. Like, sit <laughs> with it. This is the system. And you know what? I went on Greek rank to see, you know, maybe it's changed. Maybe it's changed. Oh, no, it hasn't. <laughs> It hasn't changed. Just as shallow. It's just as shallow. And people might have positive experiences. I don't want to equate it to police brutality, but to me, it's the one that makes the most sense. If you had a good experience with a cop, does that mean that the system is not inherently biased, poor, and doesn't work? No. No. So just because you had a good experience within the system, like, I hate to bring it up, but there's some people who literally lose their life in the system. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's horrific hazing and mm-hmm. really bad drinking culture.
1: And the universities and the organizations just sweep them under the drug. They try to make them go away so it doesn't look bad on their org or on the university. I mean, that's a huge topic that we could dive into because there's so many the amount of people who died from drinking like by, in the time that we were just there versus the consequences that came out from that organization from their organizations or the people who like overdose in their houses and then like 3 weeks later you heard nothing about it because they try to keep it so hush hush it's truly scary <laughs>
0: this is a bigger problem other places this is not just Mm. our university our like obviously i'm not trying to like make light of the issue there's like obviously people have literally lost members of their Mm -hmm. family and i don't know what that's fucking like but i know that as part of someone that was a part of the system i'm can't say i'm surprised yeah based on the risky activities that were going on
1: yeah and i think uh while you're in college is really easy to not think about it because you're having maybe a positive experience or whatever. But I would urge that people just like would really think about the system that they're a part of, or if you're considering joining Greek life, to really think about what you stand for before you go into an organization, and to track your process. Don't get fucking brainwashed into thinking that things that go on are normal, you know? Don't become an accidental alcoholic because it was the culture there.
0: I'm not gonna say that everyone has the same experience as me. I had an overall pretty horrendous situation (laughs) experience. Uh, Maybe I was an outlier in that, but I think also it's just like one of those things where it's like, no, I know I'm not because anytime I talk about it Mm -hmm. with somebody, they're like, actually, that happened to me. I just think I'm very vocal and I have like, put all of the bad experiences together and seeing that there is a pattern in them, which is people just going at the flow and not questioning, like, not questioning things. I remember this one time they were like, we were voting on something as a house mm-hmm. and it was going to the bigger body, which is Panhellenic. And they were like, hey, so we can disagree with this, but it would look kind of bad if we didn't agree with everybody else. Yeah. That was literally told to us before we voted. So... I mean, I feel like that that's the epitome of what fucking Greek life it's
1: is. It's just like, it is. It literally is. And the power trips that people go once they have a position is disgusting. Like the egos are so fucking high. Save your money. Save your time. Don't do it. I also just
0: want to say that there's just a lot of things you can do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's really hyped up to be like, these are the best years of your life. You find your forever friends. Sure, you do. But, like, what is, you have to, like, just because those are the benefits, like, what are the costs? At what cost?
1: And to sum up, that's really the reason why we drop. We evaluated our opportunity cost and we realized it's not fucking worth it. Mm -mm. (laughs)
0: It it really wasn't. Like, I've been thinking about dropping actually from, I'm not going to say week one, but yeah, (laughs) like, very early on, I was thought about dropping and I actually had a conversation with one of our advisors and I was telling her like my issues with the house and she said you know Ella that's not like you'll have those issues anywhere because this was at the point where I could have dropped and joined another place she's like those are the issues anywhere so no matter where you go these are going to be the issues and I think in her mind she was making she was making an effort for me to stay but in my mind it implanted that maybe this isn't right for me (laughs) because if this is how it is everywhere Mm -hmm. maybe my issue isn't with the house it's with the system so if you don't like people in your fucking business <laughs> if you don't like getting told what to, what to do by younger
1: pe- people being objectified don't pay by your bills, men. bills <laughs> if you don't like being objectified by men if you don't like if you don't like to be put down by a whole society of sheep that just follows their status quo that was there pr- before you that's still low-key racist if
0: you just like feel like this is the only way to make friends it's not Not, yeah if this is you think this is the best way to have a leadership opportunity on campus it's Not. not there's so much more and if you are an alumni and you're like you're a fucking hater Greek life is great.
1: Bitch maybe think about it a little more. I would think about it
0: like get a little deeper and like I'd mean that in a non-condescending way. The system is a little broken.
1: But to leave you with a heartwarming story Ellen and I are going to tell you about our sleeping situation (laughs) in our sorority because I don't know if a lot of people know but in a sorority they have porches which is essentially a room full of bunk beds. Now we had a luxurious porch options which was to sleep based um, on the temperature you wanted to sleep Well, I thought I liked to sleep in like cold weather, meaning I didn't want it to be fucking the heater on all the fucking time There was nine bunk beds in there and it was pitch black the entire time and there comes winter and the windows stayed open Those were the policies lights off the entire time and the windows stay open Um, I didn't think that these crazy ass hoes wanted to have the windows open in dead winter, negative fucking 30 degrees out here. And I can see my breath when I wake up.
0: (laughs) So to me, when you say cold, (laughs) I don't think you mean absolutely freezing. I didn't think that was the deal. And I literally like not an exaggeration. Actually, I had a cold that turned into a severe sinus infection because my body was working so hard to keep my body at a healthy temperature. It could not fight off the cold. So
1: we couldn't we didn't like our porches and our room. You get a day room, which has like a couch, a futon, and you're like a closet so you can put all your shit in there. Ella and I were so miserable in our porches that we used to sleep in our futon together. And the thing is, our futon was broken.
0: (laughs) Also, I would like to say we inherited the futon. This is the cheapest futon that you can find. You get this bitch at Walmart. You literally, like if you look up cheapest futon at walmart that is the futon we slept on for most of the winter months together a single futon two grown-ass women
1: obviously we tried a shack so we could have like other places to sleep in but you know that doesn't always work out Yeah, I literally
0: sometimes I would be like, "Fuck, I don't want to sleep on porch. I'm gonna go hook up with someone." So, <laughs> and like as much as guys like to be like, "She's fucking obsessed with me." No, no. you had a war- you had your a king bed was size bed, and it was inside. <laughs> the windows weren't open. You had a heater in hype- your room. Don't hype yourself up like that, yeah. sir. It wasn't like that.
1: You had a better situ- living situation than I did, so I went over there. Those well, were the days.
0: Them days. They were not the best. They were not the worst, but they were them days.
1: Plugs of the week. Okie dokie. So I will be doing another podcast this week and it's called HIT, um, which stands for Homo in Training. And I have to say that I love this podcast. It is with Jay and Leslie, and they have a rotation. They have thoughtful moments, they do reviews, and they also do science shit. So they're like kind of short episodes, and it rotates through that so you get to listen. It can be educational, it's funny, it's inspiring. They're really funny hosts. They're queer, serious, legitimately had me dying. And they are going to be in the podcast, which I am so excited for. So go listen, like, follow, subscribe to them. Honestly, if you don't like it, like I don't like you. So whatever. <laughs> All right. We're so excited to have them on the podcast. And so go
0: listen so that you can like get amped up for mm-hmm. our podcast. So I wanted to hype up a small business. It's called Sienna Studios. They do resin art and I know everyone and their mother are doing resin art these days, but I really like their stuff. If you're into mid-century, modern vibe, very much will like them. And they are a small business and Latino owned. You can find them at CNN Studios, which is S-I-E-N-N-A-S-T-U-D-I ios they are uh currently out of stock but they're restocking really soon so get on there all right those were the plugs of
1: the week so um that's the episode for today (laughs) hope you like it we want to do maybe more we'll see if people like it let us know we were thinking about there's so many things to talk about there's so much more so many bad stories but if people think this is fucking irrelevant you can tell me (laughs) i won't be mad (laughs) only three years of trauma but whatever our Instagram at things number four, your concern. You can find links to her to listen to us there and some other stuff. And then my personal Instagram is at Berenice Ideas. And mine is at Ella L. Tudor. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.